Hey, welcome. Happy Monday. It is 11.07, and one guy that is probably happy is Charles Erickson. He slipped his head in a noose, and I, to this day, don't understand why. Um, he literally uh, showed up as a witness against his friend, who has since been uh, found... Uh, I guess he's, he's, I'm not sure if the term is found not guilty or just exonerated, but... Exonerated. Uh, yeah, yes. thank you. There yes. he is, the world's greatest news reporter, right here. Um, all right, so, so it, what exactly prompted this guy to... Yeah, I'll tell you, Gary, and for people, and, and this is the thing, I was telling my mom this morning, um, and my mom remembers the case, my poor mother had a stroke, but she, and she's hanging in there, by the way, but she knows this case, and that really impressed me that she was able to remember a lot of details, but I was telling her, I said, Mom, I, it's hard to tell this story in like a 30-second newscast because it's so complicated. The way you just introduced it is, is absolutely right. So I'm going to give you kind of a, a quick version of this, Gary, because I know you'll have a lot of follow-up questions. But basically, I don't have a real good answer myself on why he came forward. But I can tell you because, you know, some of it came out in the trial. It didn't make a lot of sense. And sometimes he was very hard to follow you know, looking at some of his testimony, he he is he, man has had a very. I mean, he admitted that it's been on on uh, Dateline in forty eight hours. He had had some substance abuse issues, I believe it was cocaine, things like that. But basically, what prompted him to come forward? Remember, the murder happened in twenty oh one. It was Kent Heitholt, the sports editor of the Columbia Daily Tribune. Anybody that was in the area will remember it. It was a horrific. I mean, just absolutely horrific murder. And for several years, about three. Years, Years. No one, they, they could not find uh, the people who did it, person or persons. There was a billboard in town. Brian Hansen will remember this, Gary. You might as well. But there was a billboard. I remember it. And it was they were looking for a witness. And I'm not sure if that was really a witness or maybe a suspect. But it was a, it was a witness. And that was a billboard that it was up in town for, for a long time. Um, I don't know how many leads they got on that because they kept everything really tight to the, uh, to the vest. But basically, on the, I want to say it was the second anniversary, maybe third anniversary of the Heidholt murder, Erickson saw some news coverage. It was either in the Daily Tribune or the Missourian. May have been radio, may have been print. We'll never know because he never, never said. But he basically felt like he had been at the scene. And it's kind of hard to describe that, but he felt like he had been there. He says he asked uh, uh, Ryan Ferguson about it. Ferguson said no. And he came forward to the police and ended up pleading guilty in 2004. Now, he later claims he recanted that. By the way, there's no physical evidence putting either one of them at the scene. No, um, no DNA, no anything. He pleaded guilty. He claimed later that they were threatening him with the death penalty had he not pleaded guilty. So it's just uh, it was a, a bizarre case all the way around. He served about a little more than 17 years in prison, but he had credit for time served because he also served time in jail. So he will be he got out this morning. The exact time is unclear. It would have been sometime between eight and ten. I've been on the phone checking with Karen Poshman, but realistically, he is on parole. It doesn't mean that he is out, you know. Right now, on his own, he might be wearing an ankle bracelet, et cetera. But the bottom line is, 
He is out right now, but imagine going out into the, the world. He's not been, you know, out since 2000, realistically, 2004. He's, you know, he's going to have, uh, and maybe he's learned some skills in prison. I don't know, but he's certainly someone who is, um, it's going to get a lot of attention, I'm sure. And this one has been on Dateline. It's been on 48 Hours, national coverage of his case and uh, Ferguson, primarily Ferguson, but this this particular guy as well, no question. Well, you know, what, what baffles me is Ferguson... Um, Went back with it with an appeal, and in fact, not only won uh, the criminal uh, case, but won a civil case yes. against Missouri uh, against uh, Columbia. Erickson, who kind of started this whole, and I feel sorry for the guy. You know, maybe he was stoned on drugs or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There, there should have been someone who saying, you know what, if if Ferguson wasn't guilty, then certainly Erickson's not guilty. And on top of that, if I if I read your story right on 939theeagle.com, yes. Columbia Assistant Police Chief Jeremiah Hunter tells 939 The Eagle that Mr. Heitholt's murder is an open, active investigation. Well, if that's Correct. the case, then then they must have known this guy's... Well, you know, and, and again, I don't want to put words in the mouth of the... But he, yes, what you quoted him as saying, that's exactly what he told me. That's that's an absolutely accurate quote. And I do want to say what he also added, um, Hunter added, they occasionally receive phone calls or leads about the case and always look into it. Here's what's the complicating factor on this, is Erickson was under oath at the trial saying he had done it and he pleaded guilty. Now, it's, you know, I've never seen a case like this, Gary. You, you probably haven't either. Um, and, you know, the, and there's, <clears throat> there are some Ryan Ferguson allies who are still very upset with Erickson. I mean, because realistically, Ferguson probably never would have been arrested for this. Um, and there's no evidence he was involved either, Ferguson. But there, he would have never been arrested. But Erickson put them both at the scene. Now, they were downtown. They both admit, and we know this from um, Ferguson's sister on, on 48 Hours, they were drinking underage and stuff. But there's a big difference between that and, and committing a uh, homicide, obviously. But, um, you know, Ferguson, you are correct. Ferguson was given, was, was awarded $10 million in damages because of civil rights violations. That was an order from a federal judge. But exoneration is the right term. I'm being very careful how I write that, but it is an exoneration because that went before the Missouri Western District Court of Appeals <clears throat> three-judge panel back in November of 2013. I was at KMIZ at the time, and he realistically needed two of the three judges. And, and going from memory on this, it was unanimous. And I remember just communicating with Chris Coster's office, the attorney general at the time, several others, trying to figure out where Fer- uh, where Ferguson was because he was released from prison. From my memory, Gary, they took him to the Boone County Jail because I think they were waiting to see would Chris Coster refile the charges. And he did not. He didn't think there wasn't any evidence to do that. So, And Fer- uh, Coster was tough on crime, but he he just didn't have any interest in, in pursuing it after that. So... Right now, it's an open, active investigation. I'm going to be careful how I say this, but there have been other, you know, potential theories out there as well. For instance, Ferguson's attorney, uh, Kathleen Zellner, has suggested it was someone else in Columbia and, and all but virtually said who, who she believes it was. 
that person was never charged. I don't want to say anything more than that. If if you watch the Dateline episode or Forty Eight Hours, you'll have a sense of who she she might believe it is. Um, there there was something else in there. You know, there were two other theories out there um, at the beginning. One was in in I know they looked at this. One was Kent Heitholt was a very popular sports editor, but he you know like any we're we're in the media too. He wrote sometimes criticism of, you know, I can't think of any specific cases, but if, you know, if teams perform poorly, he would say that in a column. One of the theories is they wanted to do, I know they did this for a fact, they looked at some of his columns. Could it have been a reader mad at a particular column? They never really, that never really went anywhere, but that was out there as well, at least at the beginning. I don't. I don't think that was the case, but there was one other thing I should mention. All right, well, hang, hang yeah. on to that one other yes. thing. Because uh, I also have a question sure. about them being in a bar uh, drinking when it was closed uh, that I seem to remember in the testimony. We'll cover that ground yeah. uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we've uh, we've got uh, Brian Houseworth on board with us on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. After the, mur- after the murder. Now, whether it was the same two, with, was it two people that saw the, the, de- the, the body panicked? We don't know. We really don't know who they were. But they used dogs and they tracked those two um, since to the Mizzou campus where they, they lost them. Now, we don't know who those two were. We never were able to find out. So still a lot of unanswered questions. Frank says uh, the prosecutor that put Erickson away should be hanged. No reason he should have ever gone to jail. Uh, Ryan says Ryan Ferguson should be in jail. It's obvious he was the murderer. I hope uh, Chuck Erickson goes after him John Wick style. Wow. Ferguson was awarded $10 million. Can you get me in contact with him? I think we could get along well. Uh, Sarah, he confessed. He should still be in jail. It was murder. Honestly, even if he wasn't guilty, he confessed. Bye-bye, Chucky. Wow, some people are really... Well, I mean, there's, there's some vitriol here. There, there really is, and, and um, I really can't comment on those, um, those, those you know, texts coming in. But I can tell you that there is, you know... I, I've never seen a case like this, but there is no evidence putting either one of them at the scene now again cpd is not going to give me a whole lot of information here that this is a obviously they're going to keep things very very close to the vest it is still an open and active investigation but kathleen zellner uh, who is with the innocence project and out of chicago she's the one that really was responsible for freeing ryan ferguson she said all along that erickson didn't do it she she believed that from the beginning but the problem getting him out according to her was the fact that he pleaded guilty in fact even today even though he's recanted and no evidence directly putting him at the scene you know he is still even on his record he isn't ad- admitted eric i don't know he would be an admitted murderer although I mean, because that is that is and he's going to be on parole. I've got DOC checking to see how long he's going to be on parole, probably at least eight years. And he also picked up a couple of convictions Erickson did in prison. I I learned this over the weekend. 
uh, for violence to another inmate. Now, I don't know if he was attacked. If he, I'm not sure. We don't, we don't know the details. It appears to me that those, whatever he picked up in prison was served concurrently with his current sentence. Bottom line, though, he's on parole. He's a free man, and he will be reporting to a parole officer. But as far as any damages, see, that's if, if he tries to sue the state, et cetera, the problem he'll run into is he pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty, and it was a, a trial that was covered in the media. Now, he later recanted that, and that was also widely covered in the media. So, again, it is very hard. It's a very hard story to report because it's so complicated. And, um, and again, you've got other theories out there thrown out as well clearly kathleen's out and if you talk to bill ferguson he obviously from the start believed his son did not do it but there are people that i mean there are people in town that still believe it was them um but again there's no evidence putting putting them there and uh the the bottom line is is ferguson was exonerated that is a that is he was exonerated by the courts the western district court of appeals uh, they, and and the other guy, the problem he's going to run into is he admitted and pleaded guilty to it. So we, I've never seen a case like this, Gary, ever in my life in Boonville Correctional Center uh, today. Obviously, DOC was being very tight, being very close-lipped on on what time he'd be released. I knew it'd probably be in the morning, but he was released sometime probably between eight and ten this morning. Where he is right now is not public information. I don't know if he's going to come back here. He grew up in the Columbia area, went to Rockbridge, but uh, he'll have a home plan that would already have been approved. So DOC will know where he's going. Could be here. Could be he could be in Cooper County. It could go probably anywhere in the state. But he'd have to let DOC know where he's going because he's going to have to report um, at least once a month. I don't know exactly how long, and that won't be public information either. But we'll continue a, to stay on top of it. What a shame! Two lives uh, essentially destroyed. Uh, Ferguson got some uh, uh, compensation, but it's it's not the same. No. Uh, anything else going on in town that we need to know about? City council up to anything that uh, should scare me to death? There's no city council meeting tonight. Just very quickly, um, very quickly, um, Gary, there will be a school board meeting tonight. Columbia School Board is going to approve a sample ballot for the April board election. And I've read the sample ballot. Former State Representative Chuck Basie is not on that. So it appears to, <laughs> appears to me they're going to try to keep him off the ballot because they said he needed an appointment um, to come into file on the 27th. Now, obviously, he's made it clear that if that happens, he will take it to Boone County Circuit Court. So stay tuned for that. Um, but that will be one that, um, and that's important, but for sure the Erickson story is our biggest story right now. All right. Brian Houseworth, thank you for spending a little time with us and covering all that ground. We appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate right, you and Godspeed. Yeah, take care. Glad to have you on. Um, all right. It's amazing to me how many people think that Ferguson is guilty. I mean, I was kind of surprised by some of the messages that I got. Ryan Ferguson should be in jail. It's obvious he was the murderer. Um, Even though that there was DNA present that didn't belong to two of the, both of them, both of the yeah. guys, they're not curious about that at all? That's Apparently, just, they're, somehow wow. they're convinced otherwise. A uh, message here from Sarah says, uh, he confessed he should be in jail. It was murder, honestly. Even if he wasn't guilty, he confessed. <laughs> wow. Bye-bye, Chucky. You know, I've I've seen stories of, of guys pleading guilty to Christy. They're usually young. Um, 
easily the, coerced. Yeah, uh, I remember one guy was was you know literally on death row. He had pled guilty because he was overwhelmed, and he thought, "Well, we'll just go to trial and clear it up." I mean, that's how naive young people can be. So he pleaded guilty, and that was it. He was in prison for years. Now, just because he confessed, uh, I think there are too many questions. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35 tomorrow. Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us. Uh, it is the Gary Nolan Show, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. We just had uh, the, uh, the, the news god of uh, Zimmer Radio. Uh, on the program, uh, Brian Houseworth, we were talking about the Ferguson, uh, Ryan Ferguson case. Uh, Mark says, uh, the people that say Ferguson is guilty haven't looked at the evidence. I'm always stunned at the uh, opinions that come from those people as well. Can, can we do a lightning survey, Brian? Do you, do you mind? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh-huh. Uh, if you think Ferguson was guilty... Uh, or, or if you, or if you don't, not guilty or guilty. I can't believe we're doing this this many years after he's been exonerated. Hey, give me a call. We'll do a quick tally here: eight seven four ninety three ninety, or eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. This doesn't count as your call of the day. It's a lightning survey. Do you still believe Ryan Ferguson is guilty of murder? I've spoken with the young man. I've spoken with his father several times. Uh, I watched all of the, uh, you know, 2020 and uh, all the other shows. Uh, I've read about it, and I, I just don't think the guy's guilty of anything. I, I don't see it, but apparently a lot of people do. We just got a whole bunch of comments uh, at GaryNolan.com. So what do you think, guilty or not? Uh, give me a call. In the meantime, Roger is on the line. Roger, welcome. How are you? Hey, doing great, Gary. I've always thought the guilty parties in this whole thing were the parents that allow their high school underage kids to go out bar hopping on a school night. Yeah, I don't think they allowed it. Uh, I think they got away with it. And, there, and there's a difference. I mean, how many times have you seen uh, kids climb out the bedroom window and... Uh, and, and run off and have a, a good time at night and then climb back in again. I mean, kids kids are resourceful. Yeah, but a parent that's observant catches on to that maybe after one time. But it's, you know, the, the families of one of these guys was, was a very well-respected business person in the community and obviously paid no attention to his kids. Well... Um, I, I don't know enough about their upbringing. I don't know enough about their family life to sit in judgment of it. Uh, so I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I do know that, that kids can be pretty damn resourceful. So, um, you know, I, I just I don't know enough to make that comment. Uh, do you think that Ferguson was guilty? I really don't know. I, I think he probably was. Uh, just, you know, but... I don't think there's enough hard evidence to ever convict him. Really. Why do you think? Why do you think he's guilty? I mean, I, I understand that you know you've got this testimony of this kid who since recanted. Uh, but well, why do you? The, the two guys were were 
drinking right down the street from where Heithold was killed. And apparently they didn't have a car. They were just out walking around. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's not enough to convict somebody, but it sure looks suspicious. Why would they kill them then? Maybe because they were drunk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that <clears throat> that isn't really a good, strong reason. Um, yeah. Because they happen to be down there drinking. Doesn't doesn't at all make them guilty. But all right, it's how you feel, and that's okay. Roger, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So Roger thinks Ferguson's guilty. I can't believe it. Uh, Michael, welcome. Glad. Oh, Michael knew both of them. Michael, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, hello, Gary. Um, yeah. So I I don't think Ryan actually like per se murdered uh, the guy. Um, I do think he was involved. I definitely would not put it past Chuck to have, like, talked him into doing it. Like, you know, like, uh, saying, well, you know, I want to know what it's like to kill somebody. Uh, he was a very demented guy, Chuck was. And Ryan and Chuck were just, like, always together. Um, they used to come to parties at my house, um, all the time, you know kind of followed him a lot. They both followed each other a lot. Um, but I feel like Chuck was definitely always the main influencer. Right, so in, what What uh, makes you believe that, you know, what ties them to this murder? I, I don't think anything. I mean, I don't even know if they, they knew the guy. I mean, they I think they knew his daughter or something, or maybe, but... Um, I really think it was like there was a motive for it. Like maybe the, the guys said. What you're, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you're off. telling me is you think they're capable, but you have no credible evidence that they did it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying I I do think just having known them, I do think that it it it's, it's something that could have happened. Because they were just uh, all right, and the DNA that doesn't uh, no Ryan, I don't, I, I think he was the follower, and, and, I and the DNA that, that has nothing to do with either one of them. I'm oh, sorry, what? The DNA that that uh, neither one of them uh, left, uh, the strange DNA that they haven't identified the owner of, that doesn't throw you off at all. Well, I mean, who knows how some DNA from some person ended up somewhere i mean that's you never know how something like that could happen but yeah i don't think that necessarily uh you know uh, rules them out or, so what we have is you know. what we have is no motive no dna no blood uh no uh, nobody having seen them yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that they were both just really, really pressured into you know uh, pleading guilty. Uh, I think so. You don't I think, think they're totally guilty. messed up. I, I don't think that they should be in prison. But I'm just saying, having having known them, I I still wouldn't put it past them. But uh, as a legal matter, no, I do not think it was right for them to have spent all those years in prison because there wasn't enough evidence to convict them. Absolutely not. All right. All right. Michael, I got to run, buddy. I appreciate Uh it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That was confusing. 
Uh, David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing good, Gary. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well myself. I just got a couple of quick comments to the guy, I don't know, a couple of calls ago that say his parents weren't observant and all that. I only say, Judd, not lest ye be judged. Because I've had, I had seven kids and you couldn't tell where they were at. <laughs> I mean, it, but anyway, uh, I've seen the 48 hours thing. And just the way they showed it when they were being interrogated, they gave Charles Erickson every bit of information that they wanted him to give them. I forgot so, about that part, yeah. Yeah, he didn't know what he killed or killed him with. They actually had to tell him after he'd missed it three times. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, good I don't point. think they're guilty. But anyway, all right. I'll get off here and let somebody else come Thank, in. Have a good day, Gary. Thanks, David. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I forgot all about that, Brian. I know. That, that that he had no clue. He kept coming up with the wrong... Yeah. If you would have seen some of the interrogations that took place on, you know, both of those individuals. First, Ryan Ferguson constantly told them, I, I wasn't there. I had nothing to do with it. And it never changed. And yeah. they said, are you sure that it just seemed like they were trying to co coerce him into a... Uh, confession. A confession that he had nothing to do with. And this other kid... He's coming up with the wrong, you know, the wrong scenario. They had to f spoon feed him uh, the right answers. So that's a confession that's not worth poop, in my in my opinion. Uh, Megan says just one word: guilty. Danny, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Gary. I grew up here at that period of time, and I remember it happening. And what I took from it from being here local is that because of the importance of who it was, they were really super excelled on finding somebody. Um, I, at the time, everybody kind of thought they were, but after seeing all the stuff that's come out and hearing people talk about it, there's not, I don't think if you look at it fairly, I, there's just not enough there. I don't know if that conviction would have happened today. I don't think it would have. I don't, it's, it's that, it's that there's not enough information whether to say yes or no. You know, All there's right. a lot that's missing, and there's a lot of opinions, but I just thought that I remember when I was younger that they were just, it just seemed like it was a, a hurried case. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that, but. No, yeah, that's yeah. what you remember, and that's your opinion, and, you know, uh, who am I yeah. to tell you? Yeah. All right. Danny, yeah. thank you. There Glad you to have you on the yeah. Gary Nolan Show. Terry sent me a message, not guilty. While I've paid attention to what evidence was and was not present, my verdict is based on knowing several men who easily folded to pressure, even though they were not wrong. Psychological pressure can be devastating. Yeah, I agree. All right, up against the clock. Got to take a quick break, and then we'll come back grab these phone calls on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 11.51, glad to have you with us. The Kent Heithold, uh, the murder of uh, the sports writer from the, uh, as we lovingly refer to it here, the uh, Columbia Spittoon. Um, it, there's so many people who think Ferguson is guilty, and and I was, I was pretty convinced he was not. Uh, and then when I saw the confession tapes... I'm, I just, I don't understand how anybody can believe that he's, that those two guys did this. 
but some people do, and I'm you know I'm willing to to hear you out. Uh, let me go to the phones. Joshua is on the line. Joshua, welcome. How are you? Oh, not too bad. It's a pretty nice day here in Columbia. Yeah. Uh, I would just say this about the Kent Height Holt murder. Um, not having followed the case real close when it happened, I was quite a bit younger when that happened. Um, heard bits and pieces of it over the years. It, it seems as though that it was a rather shocking incident that somebody had to be responsible for, and those may have ended up being the two guys that just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and fit the narrative. Again, I didn't attend the trial or, or really get involved in a lot of that. It, it wouldn't be the first time something like that has happened. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that they happened to be the ones that did it. And there was just wasn't enough evidence when you really got down to it to convict them on it. I, I think it could go either way. So I would just encourage people to at least have an open mind and be objective when you look at the situation, I, I also have been privy to a couple of other situations um, where people were murdered and it was not discovered who it was until many, many, many years later. And one of the other cases, they still don't know who it was. They suspect who it is, but there's not enough evidence to prosecute. So, and, and another case from Moberly from years and years and years ago has never been solved. Yeah, and sometimes they just evidence. don't sometimes catch the bad guy. Just, it happens, and bad things happen, and they're just, we're not able to figure out who it was. All and right, well. That's not to I, demean the case or demean anybody on either side. It's just sometimes that's the way it is. I agree, but I, I think that that confession uh, that started this ball rolling uh, was just really, uh, it, 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 the guy doesn't even know what the hell happened, and he's confessing, and then they have to tell him. No, no, a belt, uh, not a, not a, you know, not a gun, a knife, uh, a belt. And, and yeah, you, yeah I mean, when you he, begin to look at things like that, you begin to wonder: do, do you really have the right person? Are we really going in the right direction, or are we using some types of tactics to get to a predetermined outcome so yeah. that we can get this high-profile thing, this hot potato, out of our lap? Again, yeah, I don't. I I'm don't not think throwing that, either party under the bus. I just. Yeah, Sometimes I'm not convinced that law enforcement. Never be able to figure it out. I'm not convinced that law enforcement uh, really did a, a rush to judgment. I, I I just think the conclusions were were screwy, and I think the the detectives that handled it really didn't handle it well. All right, I got to run, uh, Joshua. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Chris, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, just a, a couple of comments. Um, <clears throat> one, I don't know, and. Uh, I'm a uh, retired police officer myself, and over 20 years, I've seen numerous cases that the individual is guilty, but there just wasn't enough evidence to convict them. And so, really, in, 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 in actuality, more people are turned loose that are guilty than are incarcerated who are not guilty. The case of, um, in this, where there was some uh, evidence that was not disclosed to the defense is uh, what got Ryan Ferguson out of jail. Had that evidence been there, things might have been different. He may still be there, but... Or, um, I mean, was it exculpatory? Well, it was uh, a report that I think had not been written and an interview that was taken and the uh, 
the uh, report uh, was whether they forgot it or whatever. But and and as far as the police officers go, uh, I personally know every one of those detectives, and um, those were top shelf detectives. They were they were good. They were thorough. All right, let me. Uh, they would not have. Uh, they would not have. You know, drummed up evidence and crap Chris, like that. It's Chris, been, let me ask you a question because I, I I remember watching uh, the the video, listening to the audio, and I'm let's assume that uh, you're guilty. You've you've come into me and you you've you're confessing to a murder, a murder where somebody was uh, strangled, and I say, Chris, tell me what happened. And you say, well, I had a tire iron, and I hit him over the head. And I say, now, now that's, that's probably not really what happened. Well, I got a knife, and I stabbed him. No, 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 Chris, that's, come on, that, that's not really what happened. Uh, I mean, there was a belt there, and there's ligature marks on his neck. Um, probably you, you strangled him, huh? Yeah, yeah, I, I strangled him with a, and w would you take that confession? Uh, no. Well, isn't that what they did? Well, I, I've not seen that video, so I don't know what that interview looked like. Um, but um, it's just uh, when they when they release uh, Ryan Ferguson, it's it's a case of uh, uh, you know evidence not disclosed, which got him out on a technicality, which um, it's uh, there. There's there's just plenty of cases where there was just not enough evidence to convict. That's the reason people are found not guilty. Well, sometimes it's they're not, found not guilty because they're not guilty. Well, they could, certainly. But I know many cases, I'm speaking from experience, where the person was obviously guilty. There yeah, was I don't doubt that. His mind that we just, the prosecutor just couldn't prove the case. The justice system is designed... So that we would rather let the guilty go free than incarcerate the innocent. That's the oh, way the system absolutely. was designed, yeah. and I and I like the way that's the way that works out. Uh, and you're right; there are some people you know they're guilty. You just know it, but you can't prove it, uh, and so they get off the hook. But in this case, I think the evidence really didn't lead to Ferguson. Uh, it, it just it didn't make sense. Um, there's just too many holes in the confession. But anyway, I'm out of time, Chris, so I got to go. Thank you for your service. All right. Because I would not want to be a first responder, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, boy. Listen, tomorrow morning when you get up, you got to listen to Brandon Rathard and that crew because that is such an entertaining show. And it's so informative. Um, and and every time I say this at the close of my program, he has to send me a check for five bucks, uh, and I you know I can use the money, but it really is a terrific program. You'll absolutely love it. And coming up, we got Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity, and wow, just all the all the big talkers are right here. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.